This is Up for Debate, episode number 225, recorded February 3rd, 2022. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast for the two hosts on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our number one movie watcher. He is a, he is a popcorn fiend. His butt is in the seat. Matt Mariani. I actually don't like popcorn, Sean. This might be, might okay, be something never mind that then. you didn't know about me. I'm not a big popcorn Never mind reader. that. At all. Well, okay, but do you like when America's number one most beloved greatest of all time athlete meets the most iconic and classic cartoon characters of all time? I do like that. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely pro that. I'm very much anti my computer uh, input and output drivers right now and uh, very upset about why my cool microphone and my cool headset are not working, but... I, I do like uh, I do like Michael Jordan. Good. Well, like I think Mike. you're gonna like you're gonna like tonight's film. Uh, technology was much easier back in 1996 when the film Space Jam was released. And Matt, we're gonna be doing a live commentary this evening. We're back with the live commentary, which I think is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a good time. We did the teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles not too long ago. That was a fun time. And uh, so we're, we're back. We're back at it again. Now, we're, we're definitely going to get into the movie. But but before we do very briefly, Matt, I do just want to ask, what's your relationship to this this movie? Have you seen it many times? Are you a fan? This is one of the classic movies that I remember renting from Blockbuster <laughs> like um, back in the day. I, I, I would say I've probably seen it more than a handful of times. Um I definitely had it rented for me a couple times in my youth. It, it's it's a it's a, a, a definitely a favorite. Um, the last time I remember seeing it was a not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Um, revisiting it for the first time, I think it was when the sequel was first announced. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of rediscover it. How about you? You know, honestly, I I saw it as a kid, maybe once or twice, but it was never a a favorite movie of mine, uh, never a film we had. Um, I've probably seen it more as an adult, to be honest with you, than than as a kid, because it is one of those, you see it on streaming, and you're like, huh, Space Jam, all right, and you just kind of put it on. So um, it's definitely an easy film to enjoy, and then, of course, uh, we'll be doing the sequel next time, but... um, but that also reinvigorated the interest in watching the film. Now, Sean, have you ever seen the movie Shazam? A long time ago. A long, long time ago. I, I couldn't tell you much about it other than Shaquille O'Neal plays a genie and shenanigans happen. Uh, I think you might be thinking of a different movie, Sean. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal oh, is not I... in Shazam. Sinbad. Oh, am I thinking of, I'm thinking of Kazam. Yes. Sinbad starred in Shazam. Ah. Which is a very popular movie, of course, as all 90s kids know. Only that's not true, Sean, because no. Shazam never existed. It's See, those... this is... Didn't we do an episode? We did a... a um, we should we do a whole Mandela episode on... We episode, didn't we? We talked about it on an episode, yes. Okay. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, that's always the, the go-to, is that kids from the 90s are convinced that they saw a movie called Shazam... Starring Sinbad, only that movie never happened, which is uh, is great. Um, I, I would love for us to do a series of bad athlete movies. I never saw Kazam, though, the actual movie starring Shaq, but I heard it was terrible. Yeah, Shaq, not, 
not not a great actor back. We can also watch Shaq and Steel, where he plays a superhero, which I'm told is very terrible. So um, we've got plenty of options. But tonight, Matt, we have got 1996's Space Jam. Now, this is a live commentary. What does that mean? It means you got a couple great ways to watch along with us. If you are an audio listener, you're in luck. I am going to have us commenting with the audio of the movie playing along with us. So if you're familiar with the movie and you've seen it, you just want to listen to the movie as we talk about it, the audio is a great option. But if you want to watch with us, you've got to go to YouTube because I will have both of us on screen commenting along with the movie on screen. So you'll be able to follow along with us um, and enjoy Space Jam. Either way, I think you're going to have a good time, Matt. I've got a few insights. We'll share some opinions throughout. Are you ready to get started oh, with the movie? I am ready. Let's 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 jam in space. Jam. All right. Well, let's get uh, let's get the movie up on your screen so you're ready to watch it all the way at zero. I'm going to count you in, Matt. I'm going to count the folks at home in. Uh, we're going to start the movie here in three, two, one, play. And so we're seeing the Warner Brothers logo, the Bugs Bunny, the whole nine yards. Sean, is this a, uh, would you say this is a Warner Brothers movie starring Michael Jordan? (laughs) Or is it a sports movie starring the Looney Tunes? You know, it's an interesting question. You know, at this time, if you go into the history of the, the film, I mean, at this point, the Looney Tunes were kind of on a downswing at this point. They hadn't had any popular, successful films in quite a while. They were kind of on the outs uh, culturally, if you will. And so it was a great opportunity to bring them, dust them off, and pair them up with Michael Jordan, who did want to do a movie, or his people at least wanted him to, but he didn't want to play anyone other than himself. He was very assured of that. He did not want to act. He just wanted to be Michael Jordan. Those two ideas sort of combined at Warner Brothers to make this film. Now, Matt, here you see, uh, you hear R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly off the Space Jam soundtrack, which we'll talk about a lot, a massive uh, six-time platinum album. Uh, This song in particular peaked at uh, number two in the U.S. Can you sing a couple bars of it? Just one. I believe I can fly. How was that? Do Do you remember any of the other words? In the song? I think at one point he touches the sky, he thinks about it, nights and days. Gonna fly away. The whole thing. The whole thing. Big song. Huge song. A lot of big songs out of this movie. Now, this is uh, the opening scene with, with Michael as a child and his father. I'm sure, Matt, you know the story of Michael's relationship with his father, who was murdered. Uh in the years prior to the making of the film. That's why partly why Michael retired from basketball to go play baseball, as we'll see later in the film, uh, was because his father was a big baseball fan, wanted him to play baseball. Yeah, you know, I kind of forgot about this um, father-son moment in the movie. I, I remember him shooting baskets in his backyard, but I, I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about this father. But it, in, in context, it definitely makes more sense, right? Like... <laughs> It, it's very touching, and I think it really does... You know, the problem with having Michael Jordan in your movies, it's like, it's Michael Jordan, he's a superstar. You kind of have to ground him a little bit, and I think the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie does such a good job of that, because it shows this as a kid, it shows him failing at baseball, and it really sets him up at a down moment so he can have the winning moment at the end of the film, which I think is great. Uh, not to get too far ahead, but I think the sequel does the exact opposite. <laughs> Well, I'm going to point out a lot of things in here that I think uh, 
I, I, I think you'll see quite different between the two. Sean, this, this is where it's really at. I Believe I Can Fly, pretty good song. Right. Come on and slam, welcome to the jam, absolute, well, absolute jam. Absolutely, the Quad City DJs peaked at uh, number 37 in the U.S. off no the same album. For it. Just what a, what a... Quite a long series of Michael highlights. In very poor quality, I will say. Could they not get, like, better-looking footage? I don't know. I forgot Muggsy Bogues was in this. Yeah, it's funny, because you're like, whoa, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, and then you're like, Sean Bradley? <laughs> Bugsy Bogues, what? How many, uh, how many people do you think had this on their iPod Mini? The song. Everybody. I mean, it was. I did. I had it on my iPod. You gotta remember this. This has, I believe, I can fly. Space Jam. Seals fly like an eagle, which was a huge song, which will come later in the film. I mean, this really was a a good uh, music movie. So, Matt, this was actually shot as basically two different movies, where it was two different directors um, who kind of combined it. Joe Picca did the bulk of it. Uh, Picca was a commercial director who had worked with Jordan on previous commercials, knew him well. But the animation sequences were directed by an entire different team, and the movie was essentially smashed together by Ivan Reitman. I have heard that. Yeah, it was... Um... What, do you think that was similar, like to what was it? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Framed Roger was, Rabbit. Uh, I, I heard this was a bit more of a mess. I mean, that had the sort of singular uh, vision of um, Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis. This movie, not so much, because the Warner Brothers animation guys did their thing and the live action. It sort of didn't have that full vision that um, that Who Framed Roger Rabbit had. But it did certainly. This film could not have happened without Who Framed Roger Rabbit totally innovating in in the camera work in the um in the melding technology the things they learned on who framed roger rabbit absolutely made this movie possible that and and frankly computer technology um being able to map this was one of the believe it or not one of the very first movies to use an entirely uh green screen space to map jordan in with the animation i just feel at this particular time that i reached the uh, pinnacle of my basketball career I must retire. The one good thing that comes out of this is that my father had the opportunity to see me play my last basketball game, and you know, that means a lot to me. Now, when I see the scene, I often think that well, the I man to his uh, his left is Bill Murray. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, this this was a real press conference that actually took place, and they're recreating it for the film. Where is he supposed to be? He looks like he's in... I'm gonna guess like a fancy hotel room. Yeah, that's back when they used to have press conferences and hotel ballrooms back in the day. They don't do that anymore. But I'm guessing it's supposed to be Chicago, right? Most likely, I would think. So we're introduced to the tunes like fairly quickly. 
Well, these tunes, yes, yeah, absolutely. The, the, um, the Monstars, as we'll see. Yes, Moron Mountain, uh, led by Swackhammer and the Nerdlux. A, a theme park on an asteroid. A, a frankly, absolutely insane co uh, idea. Don't know how they got this. It's interesting that the the Monstars as an IP didn't really go further than this movie. Like they didn't no. they didn't make any Monstars spin-offs or origin stories. It truly was a a, a different time. I would like a Swackhammer series. Danny DeVito <laughs> playing the character great. Like I, I want a story set at Moron Mountain. The customer is always right. Danny DeVito is very good at uh, voice acting. Oh, he's Hercules. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's got a Phil he's got a Tides. great voice for animation. Philoctetes and in Hercules. He's, I thought he was in some other stuff. I remember the big clamor from the internet to try to make him Detective Pikachu. Oh sure. Did you ever see the trailers with uh, with him as Detective Pikachu, like voice? Yes, absolutely. No, he'd be great. Again, a total fluke coincidence that the Looney... He sat on a TV remote. And that's how the Looney Tunes came up on screen. And why the Looney Tunes, I don't know. Again, paper-thin plot. And I guess they're all pre-programmed to go to immediately to all the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Is that the only station they get well that's the other again not to get into the logistics of this movie but so what they're saying is that the looney tunes live in the center of the earth and their antics are like broadcast live for some reason to the world it's it's logically challenged yeah i never thought of the ramifications for that like it may, maybe in this instance it's the uh sequel makes more sense. What doesn't make sense, though, is Michael Jordan trying to play baseball. <laughs> for the Barons, the real team he actually yes. played for, the minor league team, the White Sox affiliate. Barons have some real history as, a, as an organization. Um, and again, I, I just circle back, like, and it's so different from LeBron when we talk Space Jam 2, Give Michael Jordan some credit that he could have made this movie, not that he wrote it, but he could have told them to change anything and they would have done it. And yet they spend the first 30 minutes of this movie shitting on Michael so bad about his baseball career. It's so funny to me that he's willing to be a bit of a punching bag and, and, and joke about this point in his life. Because by the time they shoot this movie, he's already done with baseball and, um, and he's prepping to uh, go back to the NBA full time. No, that's true. It's uh, definitely humility shows oh, there. Unlike in talk the about, sequel. I'll try not to keep comparing it to the sequel. No, crappy sequel, well, we'll, but we'll, we'll have lots of time to talk about plenty that. Plenty to talk about there. Um, and it's shittiness. So in, right before that, we saw Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight, 1996. Peak Wayne Knight. Peak Wayne Knight. Had he been in, um, yeah, at this point he had already starred in, uh, or he'd already starred, right, because he was the star in Jurassic Park. That's right. And in Seinfeld. He was, of course, yes. starring roles in both in both, uh, both of those. 
I love these guys. Good looking strikeout. Good looking strike. When you strike out, it looks good. Never realized how obvious the stunt double was on that. <laughs> Imagine being Wayne Knight's stunt double. Oh, I'm a stand Mr. Jordan, I'm, I'm the Baron's new publicist. I'm here to make your life easier. You want me to try what is Wayne Knight doing these days? I hope living uh, very well off of Seinfeld residuals, but I'm not sure. Um, but I can probably find out. Filmography. Yeah, he's doing some voice work and in a lot of very forgettable films. Nothing major, though. They crashed into the, the uh, parking lot of the Piggly Wiggly. You ever been to a Piggly Wiggly? You know, this movie uh, uh, confused me as a kid. I said I didn't know what a Piggly Wiggly was. No, I, that's a southern chain. So what is that? Think that's product placement? You think they paid for oh, Piggly totally. Wiggly people paid for that? Absolutely. And now, the Looney Tunes. We've entered the world of the tunes, and I never put it together. Yeah, I guess the implication here is that the tunes live in the center of the earth, like the mole people. Very early 3D animation there on the uh, spaceship. So do you think because the aliens are animated and the tunes are animated, do you think that there's some kind of, like, genetic connection there? Like, do you think this is a, uh, oh. like, a terraforming or panspermia They're somehow related. Do you think all beings in the universe are animated and humans are the only ones that aren't? I think that that, that would technically make us inferior, right? Or, or are superior. we superior because we create yeah. animation? Therefore, we create life for the rest of but the But we year. created Moron Mountain? Maybe. Maybe we, we I forgot. Don't, oh, boy. We're getting so philosophical here. You know, it's interesting, Matt. You may notice all of the Looney Tunes sound kind of different than the Looney Tunes normally sound. Uh, and that's because Warner Brothers lined up, you know, Warner Brothers has, like, a Bugs guy. And, and he just does the voice of Bugs for everything, and he's, like, the guy. And all the characters have these guys. Um, but for some reason, the directors of this movie decided not to hire any of those guys and instead audition a bunch of random people to get people who sort of sounded like the Looney Tunes. So, so a lot of them, like Billy West, is doing Bugs there. This is the first time he's ever done Bugs Bunny. Which actually ended up doing it afterward, but this was his first time ever doing it. I love that Michael Jordan just lives in this normal neighborhood in a reasonably moderate house. Of course. He's an everyman. Or it could have something to do with gambling debts. Mm. He's laying low. I mean, it is, what, It's the, it was the Birmingham Barons, I believe, so he's somewhere yes. in Alabama? Yes. That's correct. So, the Barons, um, 
Yeah, they had a deep connection to uh, his baseball history. Definitely recommend looking them up. Satchel Page played for the Barons. You know what meme I miss with Wayne Knight? And I, I, I feel like people didn't use it enough. The, you know, the scene in Jurassic Park where he's... um. He, he sits down with the uh, the, spr- the shaving cream can, and he's like, yes. he fills the, that's like, uh, and he puts it on his pie, and then he's like, we've got, we've got, uh, what is it, Carson, we got Carson here, see, nobody cares. <laughs> they turn that into a, into a meme. I gotta watch Jurassic Park one of these days. You've never seen Jurassic Park? No, we're not Sean. once. No. No, I haven't. Add that to the list. Summer blockbusters. We're out of we're out of Fast and Furious movies, so that's a franchise we could maybe move into. I'm not opposed. I, I do love this like Michael Jordan is a regular dad. And his son also sucks at baseball. Yeah. It's genetic, son. <laughs> Now, I will point out, this is not his real wife, nor are none of these his real kids. They're all actors. Not surprising, this is a movie. His wife's got a lot of Barons merch. And is that his mom? I think that's what's implied. Or mother-in-law, maybe? Okay. Look at this news anchor. Not even wearing a tie. Well, I believe he is. I'd have to look it up. I believe he is like a real sports anchor. Like from the time what? from ESPN. Because Ahmad Rashad is in a later uh, news. It, it wasn't even that he was wearing not wearing a tie. It was that he's wearing he was wearing a collared shirt buttoned to the top without a tie. Yeah, it was a That's look. That's a bad look. It was a look. If you're going gonna to button that top button, you need a tie, man. I love how crappy that TV is. Again, Michael, one of the richest men in sports. Very mediocre television. And a bunch of VHS tapes sitting next to it with no VCR to watch them on. I'm sorry, it's the little things. Maybe they sent it in for repairs. What is the what does that DVD say? Dinosaurs? I didn't Something like that. catch it. So again, so all Looney Tunes broadcasts are essentially live to the surface of Earth. Very strange. Of course, now we have some classic. Uh, yeah, how many of these characters do you recommend? Some classic do you, do you tunes that are found in the crowd, like Mother I saw Annie. Hazel the Witch. Hazel the Witch. Granny. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie really put Granny on the map. I think so. 
Uh, but you know, can I give you my theory on Granny? Yeah. Uh, there are no female characters in this movie. So they had to invent a new one in Lola Bunny. And then they're like, wait, that's only one. We, who, who else is a woman in the Looney Tunes universe? And I think the best they came up with was literally Granny. Well, they also had Por Porky Pig's got a girlfriend. Who doesn't appear in the I movie. I don't remember her name, but she doesn't no. appear Petunia, in the movie. Is it Petunia Pig? But yes, maybe? that's right. Petunia Pig. Of course, and again, more, more. who has been cancelled ever since. Oh, aggressively so. Aggressively cancelled. He's in the front Again, row. More, more cockamamie schemes here. Um... That, that this movie has to jump through hoops. So when you start from the point of, how did the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan play basketball? And you get to an alien theme park on an asteroid, and then Bugs makes up the... It, it, it's, it's wild. Nice Patton reference here. It's this... 90s kids love the movie Patton. <laughs> 1960s war movie. Granny. I also feel, and I know earlier they did the ray gun thing, but I definitely think they could just kick their ass like just nor like I I don't think they really need a competition. But. No, I mean, they've definitely got a pretty big height advantage here. Well, and also the Looney Tunes have, they have so many other, all, all of those slapstick devices at their disposal. Right. Like, why can't they just drop a bunch of anvils on them or fire them out of cannons? No, they don't have to take this just because they have ray guns. Mar uh, Martian, um, what's Marvin his name? The Martian. Marvin the he's Martian's got a, got a ray gun. Yeah, he's an alien, which is funny. I think it's funny that they make him the referee in the basketball game because he's both an alien and a Looney Tune. Ah. Neutral party. Yes, give me some of that 90s basketball action. Basketball at the Garden? So is this actual game footage or is this this is all this is probably all scripted, right? No. So so this is so all, uh, some of it is real and some of it isn't. Like this part and when they're like acting like they lose their basketball abilities, that's all not at like with with a full court, but some of it, it was shot at real games. Like, this is probably all real footage. Patricia Heaton there for Yeah, I, I was reason. wondering. That is her, right? And that's uh, next to her is the um, the, Simpson the Simpsons voice guy, whose name I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is him. He's good. He's mine. Okay, go get him. 
Oh, man. Weird. But Barkley is very funny. I, I think the acting here is very, very funny. When they, when they play basketball badly. <laughs> so is it just supposed to be their ability to play basketball? You know, I think they play like all their sense. Basic motor skills yeah. are. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Remember that game where Michael Jordan played with the flu and he had like a hundred yes. three degree fever and was like That's right. amazing. They should have had a storyline where because it, because of that game he somehow obtained immunity. To oh, that the aliens good. making him play bad. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I honestly, if this movie were just all of like these guys doing I, all their comedy I, bits, I'd love it. it see, if, if I saw players acting like this, if I were the coach, I would I would want to have them medically evaluated. Like, yeah, did, did you have room. a stroke in the middle of the game? Like, you can't even move your arms up to block the ball from hitting your chest it's not just a matter of playing basketball bad subtly it's like something has gone terribly wrong <laughs> your basic motor functions you need to be like medically evaluated right right now to make sure that you haven't suffered a terrible terrible aneurysm like you can't even drink water this is Bad, but nobody took him aside and was like, let's, uh, this guy can't even walk. So those are just all references to things that he had endorsements, endorsement That's deals right. with. We got a game in five minutes. I mean, we're talking about a huge fine here. No way, coach. We can't go in luck. Oh, we happened to bark near Ewing. Gotta be germs in there or something. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's right. That was in New York. 3,000 miles away. Bacteria like that can travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah, it could be an invasion of the body such Yeah, yeah it could be. All right. Dress in the hallway. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Now, which of you Maroons has ever played basketball before? I have, Coach. And there's an important strategic question I need to ask you. What do you think? I'm kind of partial to purple and gold myself. It goes better with my coloring, for one. Uh, guys, in the little alien say it's their turn to use the horse. Yeah, sure. Let the little pipsqueaks knock themselves out. Too bad you can't practice getting taller, boys. <laughs> Oh no, you're gonna regret that, Daffy.
Oh my god. See, you've got a visitor coming. To <laughs> I do. He loves the film. He loves the film. He's a big Sylvester fan. Nice. Oh no! What are the tunes gonna do? Larry, Larry Bird, more great talent. You can stop posing now. <laughs> knowing, knowing Jordan, it's probably ten grand a hole. So. I just love the the outfit that uh, Bill Murray's wearing with that hat is just perfect. And you know he probably picked that out himself and like insisted that he wear it. Oh, probably. I mean, he he basically, you know, they asked him to be in the movie, and he said absolutely. I mean, he's a huge Chicago fan uh, and a big Michael Jordan fan, so this was a, a treat for him. And he he just riffed on it and and improved a lot, and um, supposedly a very good time. Larry Bird's a very funny sounding man. He is. Wow, Michael, that's a great shot. <laughs> very impressive. Look at that camera. Golf balls are not metal, so I don't think a magnet would work, but... <laughs> Point that at me, please. Close the lens cap. Where'd he go? 
uh, look out for that toy step dog. It's a real Lulu. Bugs Bunny. Eh, uh, you were expecting maybe the Easter Bunny? You're a cartoon. You're not real. Not real, eh? If I weren't real, could I be this? See, this is where I get kind of... Because you gotta remember, up to this point in the movie, Michael, ja uh, Michael Jordan is acting with other human actors. Here he's just totally on a green screen, talking to nobody. Um, it's it's not the worst performance. No, uh, considering the what he has to do, I think he did a remarkable job. For someone who's not a trained actor, you gotta take all of that into consideration. So what are you seeing right now? What's going on? <laughs> I think we're slightly off sync. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that we... Bugs is explaining the plot of the movie. Have you gotten there yet? Oh, okay. I'm a little bit ahead of you. I'm just going to rewind a little bit. I now have a very confused Wayne Knight yep. talking. We're back. Okay. Yeah, we're back. We need to beat these guys because they're talking about slavery. They're going to make us do stand-up comedy. The same jokes every night for all eternity. We're going to be locked up like wild animals and then trotted out to perform for a bunch of lowbrow. You, know, you think Michael's all right? <laughs> Just very cool about Michael Jordan being sucked into a golf hole. You think he's all right? He went through that golf hole. That doesn't usually normally happen to people. That's not a normal thing that people do. Do I want to go grab a burger? You know, it, <laughs> it bends the rules of space-time. But, you know, I just hope he's okay. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. I think Michael's all right. Boy, I hate to leave him like this. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. I think he just has to get away from I just love how mildly inconvenienced people are in this movie by... Just the most inexplicable things, like that spaceship flying through the baseball game. That people are just like, "Oh, what's that?" And oh, and, and even anyway, Michael is back to, Michael's pretty cool about all this. I mean, he they are. It was like Looney Tunes are real; they exist in the center of the Earth, and they're asking you to help them fight aliens by playing basketball. <laughs> Daffy kiss, kissing his own butt. That I feel like that like Western that surfer affectation that the tall monster puts on was like really big in the nineties. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to try and get... Because all five Nerdlucks have individual names. They are... Do you know the names of the Nerdlucks? I don't. I just... I do remember that they were McDonald's... They were McDonald's toys at one point. So the orange one is Pound. The blue one is Blanco. The green one is Bang. The purple one is Bupkiss. 
and the red one is not. So, there you go. Well, we're the mean team, wussy man. Wussy man. Wussy man? We're the monsters. How bad do you think This is where... How bad do you think that would hurt, being crumpled up into a ball? He's a cartoon. It doesn't hurt. That's true. But I will say, that's that's... That scene is where the movie really pushes the C- CGI capabilities of 1996. Like, I'll give them a lot, because this was all new, but man, Michael Jordan as a basketball just does not look good. Oh, I, I oh, always like this great scene. scene. Oh, this is, you know, again, a movie that, like, actually has a little bit of emotional heart in it. Hmm. I just enjoyed this because all of the uh, former basketball stars come out and try You're to play. Charles Barkley. It's Charles Barkley. <laughs> I, I, I would like one of them though to be like I heard on the news you were contagious <laughs> Jones an obsession a burning desire the undeniable passion the love for someone or something <laughs> <laughs> Be gone. Oh, I love... This is such a great shot. Now, this makes sense, having them all be medically tested right away. (laughs) 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 I just love... The Freudian doctor. I really like how they added they included this into the movie. Sneaking a little sex joke in there in the kids' movie. This girl. Five feet nothing. Block my shot. When did you first start having It wasn't a dream. It really happened. Maybe that's why he can't sleep at night. And it climbed up my back and into my brain. Are there any other areas besides basketball where you find yourself yeah. unable to perform? Yeah, yeah. No. I'm just asking. An obsession. A burning desire. I've been MRI. I promise I'll never swear again. It's probably just some psychosomatic deal or something that has to do with the alignment of the planets. I, I love the I'll never go out with Madonna again, a very mm-hmm. current 1996 reference. What are you saying? That I'm trying to disobey my mama? I didn't say that. You did, Muggsy. 
Is that named after someone, the Schlesinger Gym? Schlesinger Gym? That's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, it's... It's gotta be somebody probably. famous, right? Look that up. Yeah, what, probably one of the people who worked on the movie. The gym is named after Looney Tunes director, Leon Schlesinger. Oh. Go. Alright, now we get into arguably one of the worst parts of this movie. The, uh, the over-sexualization and, um... Odd introduction of the character of Lola Bunny, who gets done dirty in the sequel as well. What are your thoughts on Lola Bunny, Matt? Hi, my name is Lola Bunny. Um. Yes. Hello. My name is I thought that her her inclusion was very. On the court. I don't know. It was very confusing. Because. In this movie, she... At least she has something to, to do with the plot. Like... She's there. She she plays basketball. She's she's with the tunes. It's just very... It's, very, it's like kind of like you said before. Where... There are... Other... Not many, but there are other female Looney Tunes that, that maybe could have been included more... Yeah. And I guess they have to they have to give Bugs a love interest. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I clearly like, does the basketball that. Looney Tunes movie need a love interest? I guess it's to further motivate Buzz to uh, Bugs to, to I don't know, play basketball. I don't, I don't really I don't. know. I don't really know. There wasn't really much of a of a reason to include Lola Bunny. I guess it was to give definitely a miss to give uh, '90s kids con very very confusing thoughts. Every game. Hey, I watched him after every game. Sure, I did. The view back here stinks. It'd be one thing if she if she was in other content. Yeah, I mean, she's like introduced in this movie f uh, having exactly two characteristics, being good at basketball and being attractive. I, see, I, I see the, the being good at basketball thing is, is great. At least they didn't make her like a like a cheerleader or, or something less than Bugs. If anything, well, you, she's better than Bugs at, at, in terms of athleticism. But also, they do that stupid... They do that stupid thing where she, like, doesn't want to play until... Like, she's not good until Bugs pisses her off when he's, like, you know, flirting on her and stuff. I don't know. I think they give her more to do in this movie. I think that's what I was trying to say before. They give her more to do in this movie than in the sequel. In the sequel, her, her purpose is kind of ignored. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. 
So at least when they introduced her, they, they gave her a pretty key... Um, pretty key role. So any ideas why Michael Jordan's actual children wouldn't be in this movie? Uh, I think he was kind of private with his kids at the time. Um, and maybe they were just bad actors, you know? Maybe they just couldn't act. I mean, LeBron's kids in the movie are fake. Feel like every one of the like '90s kids movies needed a, an aggressive, like an aggressive dog. Well, time to go. Oh sure, no, it's a good plot device. The shorts. In okay, I'll check. The Sandlot had a dog. Never saw that. I found the shorts. Again, very nonplussed that uh, Bugs Bunny is a real. Yeah, the kids are like, "Yeah, cool, you go, Bugs, kidnap my dad." <laughs> that he exists in the real world. Those tarot cards. What is the? Yes, oh. this is another really funny bit. Oh yes. Here you go, Bugs. Thanks, kids. I love all this side stuff. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate that they included this and that these uh, the NBA players were all in on it. They really do a good job of having the human actors also act kind of act Looney Tunish and do like outlandish oh, things like like Bill Murray in his umbrella hat, Wayne Knight being able to dig that like massive hole all by himself with just a shovel. It's very it's very silly. That's it. We're out of here. We're leaving now. Let's buy some acupuncture. Richard Simmons. Very 90s. You better hope this Jordan character still knows how to play hoops. You and me both, brother. Listen, how's this for a new team name? The Ducks! Please. What kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team The Ducks? So sue me. It's just a suggestion. You're doing it! Is that a real 3D hoop in the Looney Tunes world? It's not a cartoon hoop. No. 
No, it's not. That's confusing. Maybe because Michael Jordan touched it, he imbued it with. Oh well, actually, no! Wait, that whole saying... shot looked like made it look like a real gym. No, this is a real. It's a real gym. Wait, no, because he went back to the Looney Tunes world. Or rather, he never left. Right. Wayne Knight followed him through the hole, so they're in the Looney Tunes world. But that the gym does look very realistic. I like the, the <laughs> character animations in the background. Yeah, they're just hanging out. It's very, like, reminds me of, like, a kid's computer game. I'm sure there was a computer game they version just have of have their, this. like, script-running animations. Because they have to have them doing something. Otherwise, it would look unnatural. So they just casually had bugs chomping a carrot. And... Come on, Stan. Granny does a, um... I mean, we, we said before, but she gets... She has a big role, role change throughout the films. Yeah, no, she does some heavy lifting later on. I wish we could have David Stern in this, though. That would be very funny. Oh, yeah. David Stern uh, died. He did, unfortunately. Uh, last yeah. year, 2020. Didn't know that. Hmm. Listen, after meeting with team owners, I have decided that until we can guarantee the health and safety of our NBA players, there will be no more basketball this season. <laughs> Toon Squad. I I don't know where you fall in this debate, Sean, but I'm definitely a Toon Squad guy. I'm not a Toon Squad guy. It's hard because, like, I I appreciate this spelling because well it, yeah it goes back to the origin as, as the merry melodies the, the right. tunes was the sound element of the original cartoon exactly I, I really like that homage to to it and uh i feel like it's more in spirit of, of uh basketball it's just like it's more nba yeah and i think i don't know i think the other way is just kind of yeah, it's, yeah i don't know Always make the weirder choice. I don't know. Why do the boring thing? I also like that the members of the crowd are all your B and C tier uh, Looney Tunes characters. I mean, I'm sure the Looney Tune aficionados will uh, will be able to pick out a lot of key figures. Show as the the turtle over there, Yertle the turtle. Was that? <laughs> yeah. By the way, they they call Lola Bunny the heartthrob of the. Uh, 
of the of the court, which is uh, kind of bad. No, the animator said animating the stadium and the background characters in the stadium was the most difficult thing they had to do in the entire movie. A, because it is a lot of things going on in the background, but also B, they had to make sure that all the colors of the characters um, didn't uh, bleed into one another in the background, so it was just really difficult to make sure everyone was layering properly. Do you know the names of the two mice? I do not. I do not. I'm not a big Looney Tunes guy. I mean, obviously, I know the biggies. I've seen some of them, but the, the broader universe. Their names, and I looked this up because I, I didn't know them either, but they're Hubie and Birdie. No. Oh. They're, um... The first appearance was in The Aristo Cat, an animated short from 1943. Okay. From Merry Melodies. Who? Is he a Looney the challengers for the ultimate game, all the way from Moron Mountain. This is a very violent game, I will say. I mean, I know the Looney Tunes are historically violent, but. Uh... They, they they make some tough moves in this first uh, first half of the game. there's any way the Toon Squad can win this. The Monstars are just too good. Uh, speaking of problematic uh <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, some of them don't age. Great. Oh, what is this adorable mouse's name? I'm just gonna type adorable mouse Space Jam. Physical violence is 
sniffles. Oh. According to the Space Jam wiki. His name is Sniffles, the mouse. His first appearance was in the 1939 short, Naughty But Mice. Yeah, have you ever seen any of those old, like, 30s, 40s shorts? Yes. They are, uh, odd. Yeah, a little out there. I really like uh, that old animation stuff, like Steamboat Willie, even like some of the early Disney stuff. Yeah. Can you die in the Toon Universe? No. No, I think that... So then what's Wayne I worried about? Well, I don't know if you... You may be able to feel pain. Oh, maybe. Or some sensation like pain. Maybe. He also may not know that you can't die in the Toonverse. That's true. Although, didn't they, they canonically confirm that you can in the sequel, right? Well, but that was the Warner Brothers server-verse. Right. Not the Toon-verse. Not the Toon universe in the center of the Earth. Yeah, I would say there is no way that you can you can die by natural means in the Toon-verse. You guys need a publicist? I can make you big. <laughs> no way down. I really liked how the Vulture's jersey just has a question mark on the back. believe in us. You know, another issue I have with this movie is scale. I can't quite figure out how big the Looney Tunes are in relation to the people. Sometimes they're big, and sometimes they're small. But I guess that's just nitpicking. No, I noticed that before when they were at the gym. The scale is very off. This is a great illustration of the placebo effect, Sean. Yes. I think we should... How did Michael's Secret Stuff never become a product you can buy at the store? Um, like, how did Gatorade not come out with Michael's Secret Stuff as a product tie-in to the movie? That's a missed opportunity. I don't know what, uh, what the deal with Gatorade... Gatorade didn't really put out a ton of new flavors, I think. I, I don't really remember. No. It just seemed like... No, they didn't really do promotional tie-ins. No, they did some marketing, I, especially with Michael. He was in a lot of their stuff, but... There wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really a lot of... They didn't really stray too far from the recipe. They still don't, really. Because they have so... They, they have... 
They have so many connections in the sports world. Now, that's one of the interesting things about this movie, Matt. It made about $250 million at the box office, but it made about $6 billion in merchandise. Oh, I believe it. Uh, one of the most successful merchandise films of all time. This goes against everything they taught me in health class. You want to win or not? Bottoms up. <laughs> Yummy. All right. How about we go out and kick some alien butt, huh? Let's go. How about it, huh? Ready? Oh, hey, a, a Pulp Fiction reference. Oh, that's awesome. Kids love that. See, it's funny when you do it in just one quick scene like that instead of it being half of the movie. Right, right. right. Like, uh, not, not really necessary. Nice butt. <laughs> you got him. Got him. Oh, Michael loves it. He loves it. Taz can dunk. Look at that. Easy Mike layup. Just wants to have fun, you know. Hazel the witch. Peppy Le Pew hasn't been a big creep in this movie. No, no. I mean, that's what. Other than Bugs and Daffy, I wouldn't say any of the other tunes are particularly aggressively highlighted. I mean, they, they, it's kind of an equal opportunity. Uh... Air FUD. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I like how they... They, they give the loophole that the Monstars didn't steal his talent because he they thought he was a baseball player. They they clear, like they didn't do any of the research. But it does provide a loophole for why they don't take his powers, which is smart. This is some dark shit. I mean, this movie is is foundationally based in slavery. Interesting. If we win, we give the NBA players the talent back. But what if we win? If you win, you give me. 
Good deal, boss. Hey, Doc, you think that's a good idea? You'll be our star attraction. You'll sign autographs all day long and play one on one with the paying customers. And you'll always lose. Do we have a deal? Deal. I don't think you should have done that, Doc. Have faith in us. Crush him! That was the nicest thing anyone's ever done for her. <laughs> oh my god. Well, she just was created for this movie. So. I, was, <laughs> I was about to say she didn't exist two days no, ago. Oh, she okay. only existed for about an hour and five minutes, so. Now, interestingly enough, Matt, Roadrunner was originally supposed to be the uh, the finale of the film. He was going to be... That's why he's not really in it all that much. He was originally going to come in at the end and help the team win before they decided to switch, uh, switch it up and bring in Bill Murray, who we'll see in a minute. Yeah, so Bill Murray replaces the Roadrunner. Yes. This is a lot funnier. Are we gonna put Wayne Knight in more things? We need a fifth player. Hey, coach. Listen, you got any more of that secret stuff? I think it's starting to wear off. No, that's what I was saying before. I don't know what where what he's, he's doing. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's got to be living off those Seinfeld royalties. Again, this is where we start stretching the limits of 1996 CGI, where you're like, uh, this doesn't really look great. Think about how it looked in 1996. D does this remind you of a, of a certain James Bond film? Live and, is, I believe it's Live and Let Die, where a man is inflated to the point where he explodes yes. by James Bond. Yes. In a very bad, bad sequence. <laughs> that, that was a silly movie. Did he call him your airness? Oh my. 
Yes. anybody could do that, Doc. That was a good one. Ten seconds ago. Thanks for telling me. Doc. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, your airiness, but if you don't find a fifth player, your team will forfeit the game. Forfeit? Precisely, Sir Altitude. No way. We'll find someone. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Hey! Perhaps I could be of some assistance. That's how we shot. Now you get to live up your dream. Let's go. Perfectly timed uh, Bill Murray with it being Groundhog's Day. It was just yesterday. That's right. That's right. Swing around the mic over here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Whoa. I don't play defense. The producer is a friend. He's talking about Ivan Reitman, who did uh, uh, Ghostbusters with Bill Murray, along with other films. Don't lose that confidence. Okay, pause and wings in here. All right. <laughs> this is why I was born. I thrive on pressure. Excuse me. I don't know if it's true, but I heard rumors that. He was supposed to show up in like Ghostbusters gear. How did you get here? Anyway. Oh, really? He had like some kind of rights issue or something. Yeah, the 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 Ghostbusters rights. Not to get into it, a different movie, but the Ghostbusters rights are actually incredibly complicated because all of the the four main guy, well, the three main guys, Aykroyd, Murray, and um, the other one. Um, it's too late for me to remember names. Um, uh, we know who you're, who you're talking about. Thank you. They actually own parts of the rights to Ghostbusters. That's why they made like a gazillion dollars off of it. So the rights aren't just with the studio. They're kind of more complicated. Mm. Here we go. The big moment. Harold I Reeves. love this. This is great. Harold Remus, yeah. Yes, Harold Remus. Thank you. Love this. That's awesome. Yep. Also, 77 to 78 is not a particularly high score. No, this is a, a very low scoring affair, especially. It was all, all defense. All defense. Daffy's struggling with the champagne bottle. Now look in the background carefully. There are two of the same cat. Oh, I'm sure they're copy pasted all the way. Come on, the yeah. Same pose. Look in the back. You have the two guys with the overcoat. Just, just on loops. Yeah. Opportunity to retire from the 
No, come on. No. No, I'm gonna retire right now, and that's all there is to it. So I'm, I'm gonna go out on top undefeated and untied. That's the way it's gonna be. You go on ahead and celebrate with your teammates. And... No, come and help us, man. No, I, I, I'd like to, but I have to ice down my knees right away. Okay. Okay, turn it. Hi. Goodbye, man. All right, you. Are you sure? Yes. Definitely sure. Definitely. Losers! Sorry. Choke artists! Sorry again. Wait till I get you back on Moron Mountain. All right, the party's over. Get in the spaceship. Why you take it from this guy? Because he's bigger. He's bigger than we used to be. What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Wait. What? What? All the time, did you? One thing, though. That's for Bob. You gotta give my friends a talent back. Well, do we have to? Yeah. Part of the deal. Touch the ball. Oh, okay. There's this. Hey, you can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, force kiss. sleeping with mom <laughs> that's what he calls his side piece the other game wow look at that michael delivered by alien spaceship to be fair though this could just be like a promotional stunt you know, I, it's I don't a good think promotional they, stunt. They would the Barons got big uh, promotional money. Yeah. Michael Jordan's here to strike out again. <laughs> well, that's what's funny. You know, basketball, kind of a... I mean, it is a team sport, but it's more of an individual sport, too. There's only five players on the court at any given time. Baseball is absolutely a team sport. Like, I really think that's kind of offensive to all the other minor league players. Come on.
my grandmother played better than I did. At least you guys are still How funny would it be if Michael just stole all their basketball powers for himself? <laughs> just became I will better. be the greatest basketball be player in the world. Basketball now. <laughs> you think if there was Google back then, he would have Googled a way to convert the basketball talent into baseball talent? Oh, there you go. There you go. I kind of like the idea that he, like, accidentally gives the talent back to the wrong player so they switch bodies. That would be very funny. That would have made for a better spinoff. Like, whoa, Patrick Ewing has all the basketball powers of Muggsy Bogues? Look like something from Star Trek. Touch it. No way, Jose. Pat, you want your talent back? You don't have any other choice. Just touch it. Okay, you're gonna walk around with a bad game for the rest of your career. Touch the ball. Careful. That's the other thing is so now the entire NBA is shut down. They've literally fumigate tented stadiums. Because five players specifically lost the ability to play basketball. They somehow got it back without any real explanation. Um, they, they took this more seriously than they took COVID in the beginning. <laughs> exactly. Charlotte Hornets shirt. Remember when that guy touched all those microphones? <laughs> and that's the reason why he went back to basketball. Because the Looney Tunes proved he can play. Leave the baseball player alone, man. You know he doesn't play basketball anymore. You know, he probably doesn't even have it anymore, guys. Michael, they don't think you can play the game anymore. Only one way to find out. The Chicago Bulls welcome back Michael Jordan! Playing a, a very good uh, Orlando Magic team there. That's uh, Penny Hardaway and Shaq right there, I believe. Not that we see much of it. All right, Matt, that was Space Jam. No no post-credit scenes on this one. Are you sure? That I'm, as I scrub through, just to be very sure. <laughs> they didn't, uh... They, they tease up the sequel. Well, were, are you... Maybe, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we do the sequel. But they had planned sequels um, to the uh, to this film. That that never came out, of course, until Space Jam A New Legacy. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen so many credits to uh, the actor playing themselves. <laughs> yes. So many. Yes. A lot of appearances. I mean, credit credits do big names in this movie. A lot of NBA participation. Uh, Matt, that, that has been uh, Space Jam. Any, any last thoughts on the film? Well, it's definitely a movie that, you know, it's kind of a standalone thing and probably could never ever be recreated or uh 
redone as like a sequel. Really, un not really necessary to have a sequel to this movie. So, I'm really glad that this was a one and done thing, <laughs> and, and that they they left it alone and never really attempted to. Well, and make certainly not a basketball. I mean, they talked about doing. They were going to do Race Jam with Jeff Gordon. They were going to do Golf Jam with uh, Tiger Woods. They talk about doing Spy Jam with Jackie Chan, which is funny because Jam is the basketball word. You would think it would be like Space Golf, but anyway. Um, as long as they don't make another basketball one. We did that. You know? Sean, there's totally a post credit scene. Oh, the that's all, folks? Yeah, I scrubbed ahead and saw that. So I guess that proves that this is a Warner Brothers movie, or a Looney Tunes movie, rather, starring Michael Jordan and not a Michael Jordan movie starring the Looney Tunes. Well, that's the uh, the interesting thing is when you look at the uh, like top level credits for the movie, um, it's it's Jordan and Bunny. But on the poster, in the movie itself, Jordan comes first. But on the poster, it actually reads Bugs Bunny, Michael Jordan. Um, Bugs gets top billing. Sag had something to do with that. You know, they've got all these rules, and it's the agent negotiation, what's in your contract, you oh, know yeah. how it goes. Bugs, Bugs, it's a well-known secret in Hollywood that Bugs hasn't paid his union dues in a long time. He's, he's nope, well, backed up on you know, that's all you need is, uh, is two words, Bunny, Jordan, you gotta hit. Mm -hmm. Yep, so that was You've gotta hit, and what a hit episode this was, um... Matt, next week will not be the sequel. You got to wait a couple weeks for that. We're going to space these out. No, next week, Matt, our annual Super Bowl prop bets will be here. They will. They will. Uh, Very exciting. And then the following week, we'll review the Super Bowl and review how we did with our picks. And then the week after that, we will be visiting Space Jam colon Undo Legacy. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's going to be tough, but I at least feel like we'll have more to talk about because with this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, okay. With this, with that one, I'm going to be, it, it, yeah. It's really hard to criticize Space Jam. I mean, it's not, by no means look, is it a perfect movie, but there's, it's just not, you know, it was it's just, it's just fun and everybody looks like they're having fun and... There's, as far as know, cynical cash grabs go, it's pretty good. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to pretend like it's a great cinematic masterpiece. Well, the movie, de it definitely doesn't overstay its welcome, right? It, it, no, it's, it's brisk. It's like a nice, a nice, perfect, like, one-hour, 30-minute kind of movie. And Well, and that's part of my thing, and we'll talk about this when we do the sequel, but basically every scene of... A New Legacy has either LeBron James or Don Cheadle in it. And what I like about this movie is Jordan is in, like, a lot of it, but he's only in, like, 70% of it. Like, there are a lot of scenes he's not in. And I think it just creates a more complex and diverse movie um, than what we're going to see uh, next time. But we got a little ways to go before that, Matt. So uh, thanks, everybody out there, for joining us on this. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe and come back uh, for the next couple of weeks. we got some good stuff coming out. It's going to lead us real smooth right into March Madness. So uh, what a spring we're going to have here. Um, 
I don't need to give you, you know, where to see the show. And if you listen to the audio, go check out the video. Check out the video. Go check out the audio. Uh, different experiences, uh, two for the price of one. We're going to end it here. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for a Super Bowl episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.